It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday through Friday, your team every day here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. You can also check us out on Spotify and all of your favorite podcasting platforms out there. Make sure to follow me. Julian Council on Twitter, at Julian Council, where tomorrow I'll be answering your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. I do that every single Friday unless there's a holiday or something else is going on. So you can either at me or DM me at Julian Council, get those questions in. So go ahead and do that right now as you're listening to the show. It's the final crossover Thursday of the season, which means I'm talking to David Harrison, one of the two hosts over at Locked on Bucks. Talked to James Yarko a couple weeks ago. Now I'm talking to David Harrison as the Carolina Panthers prepare for their in a way, primetime matchup, 425 p.m. Eastern on CBS. The number one crew, Tony Romo, Jim Nance, uh, which is weird after having Brandon Godden and Matt Millen. I like the number nine crew on Fox on Sunday. Now you have the top crew. So, well, that's cool, but also like weird. But hey, I'm not going to complain. So that's what's coming up on uh, Sunday. But coming up here on this episode now is going to be me and David Harrison breaking down Sunday's matchup between the Panthers and Bucks. What's up, Bucks Nation? What's up, Panthers Pride? I don't know. What, the, what do the Panthers fans call themselves, Julian? You can just call us Panthers Nation, too. I think Panthers that Nation, all right. It's really just insert mascot nation for anybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Unless you're talking to the Raiders, and then they'll uh, they'll cut you for, you for using nation. But Bucks Nation, Panthers Nation, welcome to this crossover Thursday episode here of the Lots on Podcast Network. I'm David Harrison of the Lots on Bucks Podcast. Of course, Julian Council of the Locked On Panthers podcast on Twitter at dharrison82 and at Julian Council, just like it's spelled, just like it sounds. Uh, we've got one more matchup, one more regular season game for the Carolina Panthers. Unfortunately, it is the end of the season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, finding out, solidifying their seeding and seeing who they're going to play. Most likely the Philadelphia Eagles. It seems like they'll host in the wild card round. We thank you for making your favorite Locked On podcast your first listen. If you're watching Locked On Bucks over on YouTube, we appreciate you making us your first view every single day. Julian, one more game, and then it's off season uh, for you. Postseason for us, something that we're not honestly still not used to. Honestly, covering the Buccaneers, having to work uh, in mid January, but for the Carolina Panthers, other than just wanting to beat a division rival and then hang a win against Super Bowl champion uh, on your mantle, what are the biggest Panthers storylines? What's the biggest motivation for this Carolina Panthers team in Week 18? Well, Brian Burns, who's going to be in a Pro Bowl, he said um, on Wednesday when speaking to the media that when he was asked, "What is there left to play for in this game?" Where you're five and 11, obviously the season's over. There's been a ton of pressure from the media and the outside on your head coach, Matt Rule, and whether he's going to return. He said it's all about pride. It's about keep pounding, that they have one opportunity left this rest of the season to play with these guys, his brothers, and he understands that there's going to be a lot of changes coming up this offseason. I think Matt Rule will return, but there's going to be some coaching changes. There's certainly that could be all the same players, probably another different quarterback again heading into the 2022 season. So a lot of change is going to come. They have an opportunity to get to a Tampa team where they've been blown out by them three times since Matt Rule's taken over here in Carolina. 
they have an opportunity to shock the Bucks and to kind of hurt their seating, even though you say they're probably going to play Philadelphia either way. They've already won a division first time in 14 years. But yeah, it's kind of the key storyline is just Carolina having opportunity on Sunday at Tampa to try and upset the apple cart for a weekend. Also, Sam Darnold, he gets one more chance this season to try and put on any sort of decent tape to make a case for him to be the starting quarterback in 2022. I don't see that happening at all. He has not played well all season long outside of the first couple of weeks of the year. And as we've seen, that was all fool's gold. And Sam Darnold, the same guy we saw three years in New York, just not a good quarterback, not a starting caliber quarterback, but a guy who's going to get paid a ton of money next year, whether he's on the roster or not. And the guy who probably will stick around as a career backup because he's not going to make any waves. He's going to sit back there and you can know maybe for a week or two, he can help you win your team's game. So yeah. for the most part, that's what's going on with the Carolina Panthers. Got a few guys who've gone on COVID. Yeah, if you guys have come off COVID, Hassan Reddick will be back. He's someone who will be a priority free agent if Carolina Panthers can re-sign him. Also, you have Itor Grosmanos, who's a, a second-year player out of Penn State. who's actually played really well the last couple of weeks, unfortunately, going on the COVID list, which likely he's going to be out on Sunday. Terrace Marshall, the second-round draft pick out of LSU, who's been injured throughout his, his season, dating back to when he was drafted. He's now with a foot injury. He will probably will not be playing on Sunday. And Stephon Gilmore, also likely right. not going to play on Sunday. And we may never see Stephon Gilmore again in a Carolina Panthers uniform after the glory suffered a couple weeks in that first Bucks game in the loss at Bank of America Stadium. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting you sum all that up, right? Because it feels like the Carolina Panthers are a team that, that they have a lot of talent. I mean, Brian Burns, one of my favorite pass rushers coming out in the draft, still one of my favorite pass rushers here in the NFL. You know, Spider-Man, my son's favorite Marvel character is Spider-Man. So I think there's a little yeah. bit of a bias in, in that whole thing there. But um, you look across the roster, it really doesn't look like it's devoid of talent. And I know that maybe to some, you know, defeating the Super Bowl, the defending Super Bowl champions on your way out of the season seems like a, a very minimal silver lining type of deal. But look, uh, New Orleans Saints fans are already hanging their hat on beating the Buccaneers twice this regular season, all offseason. Uh, we heard from not just Saints fans, but Cam Jordan himself, a player in the on the New Orleans Saints roster, talked about how they beat the Super Bowl champions during the regular season. So defeating someone in, in that position can do some things for your team. And I think that for the Carolina Panthers on the outside, looking in at least, and kind of show what potentially is around the corner if they do get better quarterback play, whether it be from an existing player or a new player. Uh, speaking of the quarterback and, and old players, new players, if Sam Darnold's not it, which I agree with you, I don't think the Carolina Panthers probably should move forward with Sam. Do yeah. you prefer a rookie? Do you prefer one of these you know, Sam Howell-type players potentially in the NFL draft, or do you think they need to get into uh, the Aaron Rodgers sweepstakes if that's still a thing this offseason, Deshaun Watson if he's cleared, Russell Wilson, uh, or maybe Derek Carr, because every year the Raiders are trading Derek Carr. Yeah, it's you know it's interesting. Let me go back to one thing before answering that question. That you talked about like this roster not being devoid of talent. Like Hassan Reddick brought that up because Matt Rule yeah. keeps talking about the process, and he said a couple weeks ago that it's a thousand percent working after the Carolina Panthers had yet another blowout loss. I think it was the game after it was after the Tampa loss. I'm saying all oh, this is working, even though the results aren't saying that it's working. And Hassan yeah. Reddick's like, guys, we got a plenty of talent here. It's just not working, which kind of makes you think, well, that's got to be coaching, right? But typically throughout his career at Temple and Baylor in college. Matt Rule had the breakthroughs in year three. Now, they also took a step forward in year two, which record-wise, I haven't done that. Defensively, I think they've been better. Special-wise, right. to the kicking game, they've been better. But the offense has been the issue all season long. And the quarterback position, like you mentioned, ass there, has been the main reason. And also, the offensive line is the worst in football. They've started 12 different combinations in our first 16 games. 
I've told the listeners of my podcast, it does not matter if you're the Tampa Bay Buccaneers or your Green Bay Packers. If you have that, you're not going to have success. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is. It's going to be impossible for anyone to have success. Now, the problem is your quarterback is a guy who, back in New York, the Jets, never handled pressure well. So why would you bring a quarterback who can't handle pressure well into the situation where the offensive line is not going to be properly addressed? They understand now, which they should have before, that they have to put in maximum effort into fixing the offensive line they did that with the mm -hmm. defense in an offseason so i have some level of confidence that can do that with the offensive line this offseason i have zero confidence in matt rule's ability to identify a quarterback after signing teddy bridgewater to that three-year deal then bailing after a season getting sam darnold that they struck out of matthew stafford because he'd rather go win in la with the rams deshaun watson the dalliance they had with him the legal stuff they could never make that happen then landing on darnold so darnold will be on the roster next year for 18.858 million dollar reasons that's why he's gonna be up here yeah. um but, but he will not be the starter they're gonna have to find somebody else my preference would be huh it's tough because like the college quarterbacks like, I, like i'm a carolina fan so yeah. i love sam howell i also don't have a ton of confidence that sam howell is going to end up being a great quarterback in the national football league it's also a massive crap shoot right i have not seen enough of malik willis to form an opinion other than like screw hugh freeze and liberty um <laughs> <laughs> and then there's also like Matt Corral, which I guess mm -hmm. everyone's like, oh, that's why you don't play in bowl games. I did Matt Corral die. I don't think so. I think he'll yeah. be okay. Right. But um, I, I don't really, I, I'm fine. I, I don't love any of the rookies and Kenny Pickett sucked for four years at Pitt and then had one good year. So I'm supposed to believe that he's now the, the guy. So and I don't think, and I don't think the owner David Tepper is enough for a rookie because if he wanted a rookie quarterback, they should have drafted one either last year or the year before, but they haven't done right. that. So if anything, I think it's going to be a veteran quarterback because they want to maximize the talent on the roster and now opposed to having a rookie have to develop over three or four years and then maybe they prove to be that guy. But Matt Rule doesn't have three to four years for a quarterback no. to develop. He has to nail it this offseason. He's not going to try and be like Matt Nagy, who reportedly, according to Boomer Siason, ain't coming back next year. And we've known that for months now. So he drafted right. his replacement franchise quarterback in Justin Fields this past April. Yeah, absolutely. He's, he's one of the, like Jeff Fisher, I think, said it about the Rams. Like when, when they're doing well, he's going to come back a couple years later and say, see, I left him in a really good position. But uh, a lot going on with Carolina. We'll see how they, I agree with you for, for the record, 100% with the NFL draft class and the quarterbacks. This is not the year to need to draft a quarterback. And uh, uh, very much the, the way the Carolina Panthers kind of went about quarterback business seemed like they were just getting a quarterback instead of getting the quarterback. But hopefully this offseason for the Carolina Panthers sake, they can find the quarterback uh, that is going to be a storyline. Obviously, any team that needs a quarterback is going to be a storyline. And when there's storylines, there's odds. And when there's odds, bet online is probably going to have a prop for you to put money on who you think the starting quarterback will be for any of these given teams. And betonline.ag is the place that we would go to for those props, odds, and lines because they've got you covered for football like nobody else does through the college bowl games, through the pro football playoffs. Bet online will remain our number one spot for sports action this entire season. Head over to the website if you haven't already. The new mobile website, the new desktop site, sign up today. And when you make your first deposit, use the promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus on that deposit. If you want to keep your football clean, you don't want to put any added stress on it. They've got basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC. They've even got your favorite Vegas casino games. I'm a huge fan of blackjack, so that's where I waste most of my money. Don't wait. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available this year. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. 
Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Back now for segment two here on this Locked On crossover Thursday for the Locked On Podcast Network. David Harrison, Julian Council, Locked On Bucks, Locked On Panthers. We thank you again for making your favorite Locked On show your first listen every single day. If you're viewing Locked On Bucks on YouTube, we thank you for making us your first view every single day. We've been talking key matchups. We're talking key storylines, rather, before we get to key matchups. Carolina Panthers, a lot going on, despite the fact that after this weekend, they will not be playing football anymore until August of 2022. So hopefully, Panthers fans are soaking up every minute they can of what's going on with their team for the no, Bucks, they're happy. It's over. They're at, they're actually happy. It's <laughs> over. So don't worry. <laughs> but you so know what? Come June, they're going to be ready to get more of it. So I don't know. I always got to remind people. I mean, again, I've been covering the Buccaneers for seven seasons now, so I'm used to reminding people, look, you may not appreciate what's happening right now, but in March, April, you know, May, June, you're going to be wishing you had a little bit of it. So soaking in while you can. Um, Fortunately for us, fortunately for our fan base, the Buccaneers will be playing into the playoffs again for the second straight year. Not something we're used to talking about, uh, believe me. But this game is still important. And I think that going into storylines, obviously everybody's talking about Antonio Brown. But really for the team on the field, Antonio Brown is not the storyline. The storyline is getting healthy where where they need to get healthy, ideally mainly in the secondary. Uh, Players have been talking about that. That Super Bowl secondary that we saw that helped kind of spark that defense, get into that postseason run and end up winning the Super Bowl. We really haven't seen them. Uh, in his true form. You talk about the offensive line in Carolina having so many iterations. The secondary has kind of been that Achilles heel for the Buccaneers. Now, to prove your point about offensive line stability, that is where the Buccaneers have been healthiest, and that is shown in their win-loss record. The Buccaneers, if they win against Carolina Panthers, will set a franchise record for most wins in a single season, uh, which is impressive. Maybe a little really? less impressive considering there's an added game, you know what I mean, in the, in the regular season schedule. Yeah, they uh, currently tied with that 2002 team that also won a Super Bowl and also got swept by the Saints and won a Super Bowl. So there's there's some correlations uh, oh. going on here. But I think for this weekend, the, the big storyline, Julian, is going to be just how much the starters play. Uh, we already know that Kyle Trask, the second round pick for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this last season is or this last uh, draft is not going to be active for this game. I, for one, was kind of hoping maybe we'd see some Kyle Trask, maybe give the rookie some snaps against uh, you know, live bullets, especially against a pretty good defense. Let's uh, you know throw him into the deep end there, see how he can how he can go. But I think the really? biggest storyline for me is Mike Evans. Mike Evans is, you know, uh, 50, 54 yards, I want to say 54, 56 yards away from a 1,000-yard season would be his eighth straight 1,000-yard season to start his NFL career. He already owns the record, topping Randy Moss, who had six seasons uh, with seven last year. Seventh was, his seventh was last year. I want to see him get that record. I also don't want to see him get hurt against Carolina Panthers and, and miss part of the playoff, especially without Chris Godwin, without AB. So let me flip this question around to you a little bit, Julian, from – from a, an uninvested, right? So I, I've been covering Mike Evans for most of his career. I like the the man that he is off the field. I love the player that he is on the field and the teammate that he is. So I want him to have this record. Like, I'm not going to shade it. I want him to have this record. Do you yeah. think that's important, given that he already owns the NFL record, to extend that NFL record in the situation the Buccaneers were in? Would you recommend they actually go out there and start Mike Evans, trying to get those 56, 54 yards? And do you think that the Carolina Panthers secondary will know that and perhaps 
maybe overly emphasize keeping him from setting that record against them. Well, here's the thing. It's also like important because like it's week 18 and a lot of players out there are going to be trying to get to certain yardage points based off of incentives. So mm -hmm. incentives wise, if Mike Evans has in his contract that he gets a thousand yards and he gets a bonus, then absolutely put him out there. Now, Tom Brady force feed him the football and get him those yards in the first half or however long it takes or really hopefully the first half and for your sake and right. then get him out of the ball game because you're right. Godwin's gone. A.B. quit the team. I don't, that's just absolutely wild, but not really because it's Antonio Brown. Like, is anyone uh, really that surprised? Uh, and at least you still have Cameron Brait. You still have Gronkowski and you got some young receivers. You, Tom Brady, like he had how many good receivers they even have in New England? And they won no. pretty much every single year up there. So I'm not really concerned about the Bucs and their receiving core right now. But um, yeah, like I, I've never been that big of sitting players out prior to the playoffs. I know Cincinnati's likely going to do that. Mm -hmm. now, Joe Burrow did suffer an injury late in that game. So I don't think it really makes a ton of sense to put a quarterback who's been banged up a little bit in his career already out there in a meaningless week 18 game, especially if your um, record, not your record, but your uh, positioning is not going to change in the playoffs. For a Bucks team, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. Like Bruce Arians just talked about, like, hey, let's just go out there and keep playing because, like, I want to mm -hmm. have that momentum heading into the playoffs more so than, like, let's sit out, take a week off, then, like, hey, let's get right back up for a playoff game at home. So I, I would have no problem Mike Evans trying to get that, especially if it has money involved. Yeah, and I think we're going to see that because, you know, again, Bruce Aarons, like you mentioned, you know, talked about going out there and winning. Uh, again, franchise records are great. I mean, they're not going to get you in the Hall of Fame necessarily, but franchise record for wins in a single season. Tom Brady is within spitting distance of yet another Buccaneers franchise record, which is amazing because he's only been with the team for two years. Uh, but that's that's something that's coming up. But let's let's talk about winning and losing this game because, again, people talk about tanking all the time. I'm sure there are members uh, of the Panthers fan base that are talking about tanking and, and preserve draft position, but the guys on the field aren't going to do that because – uh, and I mention this all the time. They're they're going out there taking a car accidents or more worth of damage uh, and impact every single day. You're not going to throw guys out there and tell them to go take that much impact and throw the game for the sake of yeah. potentially drafting their replacement. Like that's just that's just not how this is going to work. This isn't Joel Embiid and the Philadelphia 76ers. They're not going to do that to themselves. Um, that being said, what is the key matchup here for this Panthers team to potentially upset the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Week 18? Well, it comes down to. Uh, the offense line, and that's kind of been what I've said that's said all year long because I had two concerns coming the year it was quarterback and the offense line, and both those concerns came to fruition because the quarterback's terrible and the offense line is even worse. So, really, the matchup I think everyone's looking at kind of looking at the positive side of this is the left tackle matchup. With I know, is is Jack Parrott is Jack Barrett gonna play? Um, on it's Sunday, possible? yeah, it's possible. Okay. But again, kind of it's it's one of those things that if it was in the regular season, you you have a better chance. He didn't He's practice absolutely. on Wednesday with a knee injury. I'm going to lean on no, but it could happen. We'll have to, we'll have to see. Either way, yeah. the Carolina Panthers have been looking for a left tackle for about nine years now since Jordan Gross retired. And yeah. that's been a position that everyone has been. That's probably not nine years, but it's been a, it's been like seven or it's been a while. But um, that's a position that a lot of fans want to see fixed. And I was someone who was begging them to draft Panay Sewell. Of course, the Detroit Lions, who were drafting ahead of Carolina, took him instead. They decided not to go Rashawn Slater, who's had a great season. I think he's a pro bowler out of L.A. with the Chargers. But Brady Christensen was an All-American left tackle last year at BYU, protecting Zach Wilson's blind side. And Zach Wilson went on to be number two overall pick in the New York Jets. Um, and he, that's great for both of those guys. Brady Christensen gets drafted in the third round. And there's been thoughts of Kay's one of the first offensive linemen, and he's played a bunch of positions on this roster this year, but fans have wanted to see him at left tackle. In the last two weeks, they've gotten to see him start at left tackle. Cam Irving's now on IR with a calf, with a calf injury. 
So we get another opportunity to see Brady Christensen at left tackle starting against the Buccaneers team, who he started against two weeks ago. And Matt Rule talked about how he took a step forward on Sunday against the Saints, and he really wants to see how he performs against a team that he saw just two weeks ago and if he can have that improvement. Because I feel like in that first half, at least when it's going against Shaq Barrett, that he did a decent job. You know, he wasn't out there embarrassing himself. So that's really the matchup that I'm looking forward to in this game. Because if he's able to protect Sam Darnold's blind side, maybe Darnold gets an opportunity. Um, the problem is the interior of the offense line is not very good. But Brady Christensen against whoever he's facing on the edge is really the key matchup. I think a lot of Carolina Panther fans are really focused on this Sunday. Yeah, and that makes a lot of sense. So I looked up the latest in, in Twitter news um, on, on Buccaneers players. Uh, Bruce Arian said on Wednesday that Shaquille Barrett, one of many players trending up to be available for the playoffs. So it doesn't okay. necessarily mean he won't be back. But I, I think I think my gut instinct that he won't be on the field this weekend is probably correct. And uh, But a guy like Joe Tryon, Schwenka, the rookie out of Washington that the Buccaneers drafted this year, obviously very hungry. Anthony Nelson, a backup outside linebacker who got a start against the Jets, would be very hungry to go prove himself as well. And, and get a little tune-up for the playoffs as well. My key matchup for this game, Julian, is going to be the running back group. And Ronald Jones, uh, the second, we obviously know Leonard Fournette won't be out on this in this game. Ronald Jones' second was in a walking boot on Wednesday. Doesn't necessarily mean he's out-out, but I think, again, with the playoffs on, on the horizon, I think you're going to get a lot of Keyshawn Vaughn. And he's a guy that we haven't seen a lot of. We've seen more of lately, but not a lot of over his two years in the National Football League. So I'm looking forward to seeing a little bit more of him. Plus, the better the run game is going, or the better the short passing game to the running back is going, the less time the ball is in Tom Brady's hands and the less time it can be in his hands in week 18, the better as far as I'm concerned. So those are our key matchups for this weekend's NFC South divisional matchup between the Buccaneers and the Panthers. We'll come back, look at some betting odds, and we'll look at some keys to victory for each side. But first, Bucks fans, Panthers fans, we're going to tell you about an incredible app that everybody who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Our listeners are making up to 25 cents back on every gallon of gas every time they fill up just by downloading the free Get Upside app in the App Store or at Google Play. Right now, use a promo code TOUCHDOWN when you download that app, and you'll get a bonus $0.25 cents per gallon back on your first tank of gas. So that's up to $0.50 cents back in cash on your first tank of gas using the GetUpside app. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Again, just download the free app, use a promo code TOUCHDOWN, and get up to $0.50 cents per gallon back on your first tank of gas, and then up to $0.25 cents per gallon back on every Subsequent tank of gas. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to three hundred dollars a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account, which you can then cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Again, just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code Touchdown. That's promo code Touchdown on the free GetUpside app. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Final segment here on this Crossover Thursday episode at the Locked On Podcast Network. Locked On Panthers, Locked On Bucks talking. Bucks and Panthers, of course, what else will we be talking about? Thank you again for making your favorite Locked On show your first listener view every single day. Julian, 
Tampa Bay Buccaneers are eight point favorites in this game at home against Carolina Panthers mm. uh, with, you know, again, I mean, it, this has got to be a nightmare for odds makers because you have no idea what teams are. We, we can see exactly what we just kind of talked about. Tom Brady come out, hit Mike Evans on a 55 yard post, secure the record, and then both of them could leave the game. And now the odds makers are looking at Blaine Gabbert out there with uh, Jaden Mickens as his number one receiver. Not Jaden Mickens. He's not on the Cyril Grayson. This is number one receiver. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, Grayson's played well the last two weeks. He had that big touchdown reception against yeah. Carolina. Then the game-winning touchdown catch on Sunday at the Meadowlands against uh, yeah. the Jets. So, I guess MetLife. It's still in the Meadowlands, though. Right. Um, against right. the Jets. So, hey, either way, Blaine Glabbert has to play. He's going to be the best quarterback in this game, seeing that Sam Darnold's going to get the vast majority of snaps for the Carolina Panthers. We may or may not see Cam Newton. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, – Harsh words, but I mean, unfortunately, they're probably true words. But Bucks are eight point Back. favorites. How do you feel about that eight point spread? Do you think if 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 you're talking to betters out there, do you think they take the points, or do you think the Panthers can keep this thing uh, to a touchdown or less? No, no, I don't see that happening. Uh, that, I've, like through 17 weeks, I have no reason to believe the Carolina Panthers are going to keep this a competitive game against Tampa Bay. Like once I heard Bruce Arians say that, like his guys are going to play, like I was like, oh well. Here we go again. It's going to be probably the same result we saw two weeks ago and we saw twice last season, even without the guys that Tampa's not going to have available. And Carolina, we have plenty of guys who aren't available either. But the problem is you got Sam Darnold playing quarterback and the mm -hmm. offensive line's terrible. As long as that's the case, Carolina Panthers aren't going to be competitive against any playoff caliber team like the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are. So that's the problem mm -hmm. mainly for the Carolina Panthers. Defensively, having Reddick back this week will help them. Burns, will be is who's a pro bowler, he, I'm sure he'll be playing well. But the secondary, though, and that's the thing with the the Bucks uh, wide receivers and just having, you know, the injuries that they've had. Like Antonio Brown was the only guy they had a couple weeks ago, and he went out there and he cooked them. Yeah. And that's before Gilmore had the injury that he had, at least in the second half of that game, which has kept him out on Sunday and probably this next upcoming game. Like Dante Jackson, he's out for the season. J.C. Horn's been out since week three. A.J. Yeah. Bouye's out. So they're going out there running out guys like Stan Thomas Oliver and Rashawn Melvin and Keith Taylor. And um, asking them to, and CJ Henderson asking them to play major snaps. And even if it's just Mike Evans, like Mike Evans is going to have advantage over every single corner that they have out there. Gronkowski right. should be able to do whatever he wants to do. Cameron Brait, same thing with OJ Howard, whatever they, it is. So yeah, I think Tampa Bay, absolutely. I, I would take, the, I would take the bucks for sure in this game. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that eight point spread as well. I haven't made my official score prediction yet, but I'm feeling at least 10 to 13 points is, is kind of where, I'm going to go as far as a margin of victory for Tampa Bay this weekend. And then keys to victory. I mean, every, any given Sunday, all those things, games not played on paper, all the cliches you want to throw out there. Julian, if the Carolina Panthers win this game, how do they get it done? Uh, uh, a fairy throws pixie dust all over the team. I mean, what? If they win this game, well, if they win this game, it's the way they get it done is the defense has the best day uh, they've had all season long. Because you talk about it being a 10 to 13 point kind of uh, the score, like uh, the margin of victory, like they would have to hold the Bucks to 10 to 13 points to have a chance to win. Like they held New Orleans at 18 points on Sunday and they still yeah. lost. So they lost, led yeah. that game throughout the majority of the game and the defense played excellent and they still lost. Yeah. So from my understanding, the only way they can beat a team like Tampa Bay is holding them to seven points, 10 points. And in the offense, taking advantage when they have plays scripted, because once things are not scripted anymore, whether it's been Darnold as a quarterback, PJ Walker, Cam Newton, this Panthers offense has no idea what to do. They don't adjust well. And then the defense typically gets worn down throughout the course of the game because the offense can't stay out on the field. So in order for them to win, it had to be the defense, because I'm not going to sit here and talk about unrealistic things. I like think Panthers offense putting up like 
20, 30 points in a game and uh, getting in a shootout and beating the Bucs. Like, that's just not going to happen. So, yeah. yeah, the defense would have to score, hold the Bucs to, like, 10 points, and then the offense would have to, like, get, get at least one touchdown. Yeah. No, I mean, hey, look, it's completely fair because, my, I mean, and it, and it fits because my key to victory is going to basically be what my co-host James Jarko talked about last week or earlier this week on our takeaway episode, which was that he believes, and and trying to put all bias aside, even though some people are going to believe that there's bias involved, that the only team that can beat the Buccaneers, even into the playoffs, are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I think there is a team or two that might be able to handle them, even if the Buccaneers are playing some of their best football, but that's yeah. for the future to tell. I think in this matchup, it really is. Don't beat yourself. We've seen this team beat themselves with you know massive amounts of penalties, 13 to 16 penalties in a single game. We've seen this team put themselves in jeopardy, not lose, but put themselves in jeopardy with you know, badly timed screen passes, getting intercepted by defensive linemen, return for touchdowns, things like that. So basically, as long as the team, whether it's Tom Brady, Blaine Gabbert, Mike Evans, or Cyrus Grayson, whoever it is that's on the field, Keyshawn Vaughn, play within the coaching staff, play within the scheme, execute your assignment the way that it needs to be executed, and you should be able to come out of this game with a victory, mainly because, like you talked about, quarterback's the most important position on the field, on the team for a reason, and when you don't have one that you can really rely on and execute your offense, you're, you're kind of in, in, a, in a, you're not just between a rock and a hard place. You are the rock in the hard place, and there, it's, it's, you're just not coming out of it. So as long as the Buccaneers go out there and don't basically give the Carolina Panthers a reason to beat them, they should be able to secure that win, set that franchise record for the most wins in a single season on their way into the playoffs, hopefully on their way to a second Super Bowl. For my listeners, for your, your listeners, hopefully on their way to some successful offseason acquisitions and a, a killer NFL draft class. Uh, but that is more to come. We will talk again, I'm sure, Julian, in the offseason and then yep. as we get ready for the 2022 NFL season. Until then, good luck this weekend. Good luck in the offseason. Are you going to the Senior Bowl Scouting Combine, anything like that? I will not be down to Mobile. No, I will not. All right. Well, but- hopefully, if, if we don't see each other in person, hopefully we at least see each other via restream, Zoom, whatever it is. Of course, we thank all of our listeners, Panthers fans, Buccaneers fans, for once again listening to your favorite Locked On podcast show, making your favorite show your first listen or view every single day. Come back tomorrow. we got one more episode from both of us uh, wrapping up our look at the week to come uh, situations going on for both teams. For your second listen, check out Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets hosted by your boy Q, also your Locked On Raiders host, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling, free and available on all platforms, just like both of these shows are. Until we speak again, if you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Thank you for joining us on this crossover Thursday at the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team 
every day.